You are alive to shine. I'm Beth. And I'm Kate. And this is The Shine Podcast, where we meet lots of different people and hear about the ways that they light up the world. And here's why we're doing this. We've been changed and affected by people who shine with the love of Jesus. And the world needs people like that and like you right now. So be encouraged and let your light shine. I didn't know you were an artist. Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's Mm -hmm. cool. Very artsy. So this is just like sitting around, having a conversation. The phone will probably... (laughs) Oh, my God. Just a regular night. No heat. Oh my gosh, yes, we're freezing. There's no heat. There's no blankets. I'm glad we'll give you some ice water while you're here. Yeah. <laughs> Come to the frozen tundra. I'm like cold and so tired. Oh my goodness. I, w- I don't think I was cold in church on Sunday. Yeah, we have one furnace left. Oh man. And it's but in the it, sanctuary. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yes. <laughs> I mean, that's the only way we're selling church because it's just heating the sanctuary. So. So is there someone, are you getting new furnaces? Yes. Well, thank God we or, found some furnaces because initially they said furnaces for this building would be about 36 weeks out. Whoa. 36 weeks. That's a long that's so time. Long. <laughs> so long. And there was no like, hey, your furnace is going to go bad. <laughs> no. Just how crazy is that both of them Goodness. shut down like together? My mother-in-law's dropping my phone off. She's probably going to call you in a minute. <laughs> okay. I'll do that sometimes. I'm driving and I'm like, I left my phone at home. <laughs> to turn around and go back. I know. That's a horrible feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I won't keep going though. I'm like, oh no, I'll be late. That's like, my appendage is missing. <laughs> Isn't it ridiculous it feels that way though? Oh, it, you lose your phone and you like, feel like you've lost a hand. Yes. That's terrible. It is terrible. It, it's true. Well, I swore it was in my pocket <laughs> when I came in here. I was listening to this guy talking about the research they they've done by leaving people leaving their phones in their pockets and how research is showing that it lowers testosterone and sperm count. It also lowers <laughs> sperm quality. Like they're coming out with all of the stuff that like sperm quality is going down, testosterone in men is going down because of them having, having their, their phone. phones near their reproductive organs. Reproductive organs. Well, I started sleeping with an earbud in. Okay. I'm listening to something as I fall asleep, but it's in most of the night. Okay. So unless it falls out and I'm like, I'm probably frying my brain. <laughs> I would love to hear the research on that. I I've heard, really know if I've that's heard true, some people but... talk about it and they're like, get the old. Oh, like. I think it's more for like, like your headphones. I'm really careful to keep them down low. What is the world coming to? <laughs> What's going to be wrong? We're going to be mutant. I know. <laughs> do you have a middle name? I do. Elizabeth. <clears throat> you could introduce your first name tonight. No. It could be Caitlin Elizabeth and <laughs> Elizabeth. <laughs> Welcome, Shine Podcast listeners. She bores me completely. <laughs> it's Jay Elizabeth. It's Kay Lauren. My sister's middle name is Elizabeth. <laughs> and we are here with the beautiful, fabulous, artistic, creative, Caitlin Elizabeth Bile. Yeah. Welcome to the podcast, Icebox, tonight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a little chillier than normal in here, but that's all right. We'll warm it up. It's all our hot air. Oh, my gosh. 
Caitlin grew up in McDonald and graduated from McDonald High School. She was a blue devil. She received her bachelor's in fine arts from the College for Creative Studies in Detroit, Michigan. She's been married to Tom Biles since August 27th, 2016. They have four children. Kyla's 12. Evelyn is nine. Tommy is six. And her baby Solomon is not even a baby anymore. Three years old. Is he really? Yeah. Oh, in my head, I'm like, he's not even two. He's almost four. (laughs) I was trying to guess as you were going through their names. (gasps) Wow, time goes really fast. It really does. (laughs) Their beautiful family has been coming to the upper room since October 2016. So just a few months after you got married. Yeah. Caitlin's a jack of all trades. When it comes to all things art, she's dabbled in large fine art figure painting. Did I say that right? Yeah. Okay. I'm like, am I supposed to be saying finger painting? (laughs) Oh my gosh. Metal and foundry work, murals, fine art sewing, miniature making, and reborn doll making. Oh my gosh. You should see her dolls. That's amazing. (laughs) That's literally the only thing that I did know that she does. I'm just finding all of this out right now. My jaw's on the ground. Is it like an old doll that you fix up? They're those things that look like real babies. They look like real babies. Very realistic. (laughs) You paint them? Mm -hmm. (gasps) They're amazing. I've seen one. I entered her home. (laughs) She's like, get another baby. There was one of them laying on her ottoman. 100% thought it was a real baby. And I was like, oh my gosh, why is this child laying like this? What if it falls off the ottoman was my very first thought walking in the door like, I hope it doesn't fall. It's not real. That's fascinating. There's a whole community. (laughs) I've seen some of it on social media and they do look real. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they started out as like taking old dolls that, you know, were for children. And then the artists would strip all their factory paint off and then they'd put on realistic, like try and make them as realistic as they could. And then artists started like making their own sculpts. So then they had even more realistic babies. So then the artists would print these, I guess print, make, however they do it, blank kits. And then artists like me come in and we buy the kits and we paint them, bring them to life. You put the body on, weight it, everything. (laughs) It's It's wild. (laughs) I've seen it. I just, I didn't know you were so. And sculptures? Like that's a big metal work? Yeah, that was more in my college days when I had time and access to those resources. But yeah, I worked in the metal shop in my school for four years while I was there. So that was really fun. Like soldering and welding and... Yeah, Mm -hmm. working the foundry with hot molten metal. (laughs) Yeah, it was fun. Does Tom weld? Well, he welds for his job, yeah. (laughs) Is that what like brought the two of you together? No. Have you ever gone on welding dates? (laughs) No? No. Have you ever welded together? (laughs) No. I know. I actually met him with a gum wrapper. I threw it at him in high school. Oh, you went to high school together? Yeah, we did. (laughs) He uh, transferred in his junior year. I was like 14. (laughs) Threw it at him and we started talking and yeah, rest is history. (laughs) All these years later. Mm Mm-hmm. So tell us, Caitlin, who or what turned your light on? I would have to say my mom. Like she has always been grounded in faith. Growing up in a household... God was at the table with us every night, you know? Mm. So she definitely did go to youth group all the time. I bounced around to a bunch of different youth groups, (laughs) like all over McDonald, Gerard. Like I was all over the place. Just because you enjoyed it so much, you'd go to different youth groups with different Mm -hmm. people and different friends and different whatnot. And it was fun. 
and we went to a bunch of youth conventions. I guess that's what they would be called. We went to like Philly one time, see like the Newsboys in concert. That was really awesome. But I think that's when I like gave myself to God during one of those revival concerts. They were just awesome. I loved them. That's a turn my light on to God, and it's just been kind of a growing journey ever since, you know? Did you grow up in the church, or you felt like you had a mom who had faith? We would go to church. I mean, we weren't faithful, faithful. <laughs> we weren't every Sunday, but we were there, and I just knew my mom just embodied the faith. Like, she still does. She's like, have you prayed about it? And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I need to, yep. <laughs> You're like, thanks, mom. <laughs> so she's just been my rock when it comes to faith. My dad does not believe in God's. Are they still married? Oh no, they were never oh, married. Okay. <laughs> they broke up before I was even in the picture, so to speak, before they knew I existed. So did you spend your childhood going back and forth or dad on the weekends or? Well, it was on my dad, holidays, birthdays, Christmas, things like that. It was never like steady by any means. He was there, but not really there. It's been a journey dealing with that relationship and just coming to accept what he could give me. Like I knew he was never gonna be the dad that was there for the boo-boos and the scrapes and all that, but I just learned to accept what he could give. And my mom was always there. And my stepdad too, he was, I didn't realize it growing up, but he was a strong, like he was a father to me. And when you're growing up and you're an angsty teen and you're like, I don't like you, you know, you're not my dad, whatever. <laughs> but then once I became an adult and I started like putting these things together, he wanted to have heart to hearts with me, my stepdad. And he's like, I just love you so much. And he's cried so many tears over you, girl. He was amazing. He passed away in October of 2016. So no, 17. But yeah, he was a good father figure. It's nice to look back on that and see that now. Growing up with a different view of fathers or having a father who doesn't share your faith, has that stretched you in your faith? <laughs> Honestly, no. I've never faltered in my faith because of my dad. Mm. I've never been like, oh, well, he doesn't, maybe I shouldn't. Like, nothing like that. I've always wanted to pray for him about it, but he's not open to the idea. <laughs> I told you, Kate, that I bought him the Lee Strobel Case for Christ book for his birthday one year. And he, I don't know if you ever read it, but <laughs> I was trying. But yeah, it didn't ever stray me from my faith. It's probably closer, I guess. You know, wanting to try to get understanding and just peace over that situation. I love that you're actively <laughs> working on him because I feel like having parents that don't necessarily share your faith or have issues with your faith, mm -hmm. I feel like oftentimes it really does affect your personal feelings about God and who he is and how he works. And it's so fascinating to hear from someone who's like, <laughs> that didn't, that doesn't affect me. Instead, you know, I want to affect him. So I'm praying for him. I'm giving him, you know, case for Christ or whatever, whatever it is you feel that. Oh, yeah. Every you year know. at Christmas, religious card. <laughs> no Santa's for you. They're just like planting little seeds here and there. I feel like you had friends who shared your faith, obviously leaned on your mom, but mm -hmm. as you got older... Going to an art school, definitely not a lot of Christians in a very big Wesley city said. art school. Fascinating. So, no, in, in college, there was not a lot of friends that had the same faith. I did have a roommate, two roommates, actually. They were probably Mennonite, Mennonite, yeah. Okay. She grew up a very religious, like, she came to college with her hair down to her knees. Oh. So that was fun coming home from, like, for college visits. Oh, here's one of her hairs. Oh. <laughs> so, like, three feet long. She was great. And then my one roommate, Jackie, she was faith-based in the Catholic religion. Yeah. 
And so we kind of bonded over just loving God. <laughs> yeah. And she's still one of my best friends, and we still keep in touch. She lives in Minnesota, actually, so. But there's a lot of people who don't believe when I went to school there. Yes. I mean, it doesn't come up like a natural conversation, but you can see it in some of the artwork, too, because that's a, a very open community. Yes. <laughs> the art world. And I would say my faith was probably not the strongest when I was in college, but it never, mm-hmm. like, fell out of it. I still, you know, read books and things like that. And, you know, we went to church every once in a while. I don't, it was a wonderful time there. When I came back, that's when I probably started, when I had kids, probably, that's when my religion probably really started coming full force, like wanting to just put myself into it and get more out of it for me and for them. Yes. What made you guys start coming to the upper room? Honestly, (laughs) it's because it was right down the street. Because we live on Heck Road, and we had just moved there, like, January before, January of 16. So I was like, I need to get a church. Like, I want to find something. And I was like, I was either going to try this one or the one down the street. And I came here, and I was just like, oh, I feel at home. Aww. And we just kind of stuck. And we love it. <laughs> so glad about that. <laughs> and I was like, Tom, you got to come. You got to come hear some of the sermons. They're just really good. Just come listen. And he's like, okay. And he came, and because he was Catholic before he came here. What? He was. I'm like, just come on, just come try it out, you know? And he's used to rules and structure. And so coming here, we're all like, <laughs> praise the Jesus. You're swinging your arms and everything. And he's like, oh my. Oh my gosh. <laughs> As you can see, he's still coming oh because gosh. he just fell in love with it too. <laughs> so, yeah. Is he on the docket? I think I asked you, or is this his nightmare? Oh, this is his nightmare. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't remember what I said. Would you and Tom yeah, no, he's, he, no, I asked okay. him, he's like, that's not my thing. No. <laughs> like, oh. Well, that's okay. That's just so interesting to mm-hmm. me. Cool. And he didn't grow up Catholic. His mom is like Methodist. Okay. His mom's Methodist and his dad became a Catholic. Fascinating. They didn't go to church. He just kind of. Just embraced that. Yeah, just yeah. embraced it and took classes as an 18 year old. Become a Catholic. Yes, to become a Catholic. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I have so many questions. I'll find him. He doesn't have to be on the podcast. <laughs> I won't that's... even warn him. No, don't. <laughs> Let's make it as uncomfortable as yes. possible. So he'll just be really happy with you after Yeah. That. So tell us what lights you up. Oh, definitely my children. Mm. <laughs> as a mother, what? how could you not say that? You know, they're just the light of my life. All four of them. And Kyla, you know, is adopted by me. She's... Oh, tell us the story. Okay. Well, me and Tom were together for a little bit when we were in I was college. And so he met another girl and they had Kyla. It was a bumpy road from the very beginning. And she was in and out of her life from the beginning. Like at three months old, he she was living in New York. And he's like, I'm going to you know, bring her home for a few months. And she was like, okay. So it's been back and forth ever since that moment. And then as she got older, her mom kind of just dropped out of the picture more and more to the point where she hadn't seen her in years. I mean, I, ever since I saw Kyla, she was a, a three months old, a baby in a car seat. I'm like, look at that little angel. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And I've just embraced her as a daughter, and in 2020, I adopted her officially. So that was amazing, even through the pandemic. So that was fabulous. Yes. Did you do it on Zoom? No. Oh, you actually got to go <laughs> yes. in? We actually got to go in. I mean, it was all set up weird, but it was still, I mean, surreal, but wonderful. Mm-hmm. And of course, it has its battles and moments, because any relationship like that can, but I love her to pieces. Mm-hmm. And then my Evie, she was the first baby that I gave birth to, <laughs> two hours pushing, you know. They're all, I love how unique they mm-hmm. all are and different. They 
definitely are the light of my lives and the reason that I want to instill faith in them yeah. and good memories and all that fun stuff. My art things, like half the things I do are all for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like in college, it was the big paintings and the sculptures and this and that. And then I'm like, okay, you can't do that, but you can make them paper dolls. Like I literally draw them people out and I just want to build a wonderful memory and life for them. <laughs> what are the miniatures? Little 112 scale dollhouses. Like you see in Hobby, have you ever been to Hobby Lobby in the dollhouse section? Mm-hmm. We have like four of those in our basement. <laughs> and I make them little couches and chairs and tables and bathroom sets. I mean, it's intense, but it's so cute. I just feel like from the moment that you started visiting and the moment you decided to stay or become a part of the upper room, that is something that is so obvious in you and your family is that you're so in love with your kids and so family oriented. (laughs) You don't even have to say it. It just comes out of you how much you love them and care for them and how tight knit you guys are. It's like, you're such a good mom. Oh, they, I have my moments too, but. <laughs> well, I haven't seen kids. any of them. Not one moment. And your kids are so stinking precious. So amazing. Like they're great, really precious kids. They are very well behaved in public. I they give are. Them that. <laughs> yes, I love your family. Well, thank you. We love mm-hmm. you guys too. All right. So that lights you up. Does art still light you up? Well, in the way of creating for my children. Mm-hmm. That's what's manifested into now. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't ever just, like, put art down and be done with it. It just grows into something else. So, That's yeah. a profound statement. <laughs> it is. <laughs> like, what comes out of you or what you love on the inside can come out mm-hmm. in different ways. Yeah, it just has things to. change. <laughs> One way or another, it comes out and you just grow with it and move with it has it changed since you because you had the girls first Mm-mm. and then you had the boys you know are you it's finding challenging getting That's into different venues with art with them yeah it's definitely different because the girls are all cutesy dolls and dollhouses and things like that whereas the boys trucks and dinosaurs and all that good stuff tommy actually has a reborn doll that he loves and he carries it around and it's like his baby it is he calls him jj he That's great. <laughs> named him. He named him. I love it. Mm-hmm. I made totally a car mat for his little Tonka trucks, whatever, on the Hot Wheels. That's what it is. And it's like, it's huge. It's three by five feet. It's all made out of felt, hand sewn. Oh my gosh. Does he play with it? Not really. <laughs> but he has it for memories, I guess. Yeah, it was a feat. <laughs> oh, I'd like to see that. Yeah, I'll just show you. Were you always an artsy kid? I would say, yeah. I was also, my mom, when first day she picked me up from... The lady who was watching me, she goes, this one's born to be a mother. <laughs> like at two years old. But I, I would make my own, I would cut out people from magazines as my paper dolls, create their houses for them and all that kind of good stuff. Drawing. It wasn't until high school that I really dove into art because I had a great art teacher. Mm. It was her first year being a teacher, like out of, fresh out of school. <laughs> She's still alive and has yeah. energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and like, so she really sprouted my love and like want to like learn more about art. So that was really nice to have her. I mean, she's still part of my life. I love her to pieces. She's wow. a friend now. Power of a teacher. Mm-hmm. When you went to college for art, what, what did you think you'd be doing with it when you grew up? I yeah. always was like, mm, what am I going to do when I leave here? <laughs> I'd wanted to like go back and get my art therapy degree because I'd taken a couple courses when I was there and I was like, this is really cool. I might want to do this, but I didn't know if I could make it work here, like in a small town. And then I got home from college and had Evie. So it was 
I put on the back burner, but I'm just using my art as mom <laughs> for now. That's yeah. fascinating. I art mean, it's always a possibility therapy. to go back and do it, maybe. Go get my master's. It's always an idea. <laughs> you're wow. practicing. You're getting all this field work. Oh, yeah. That makes me want to go home and read. <laughs> like a whole lot. It can be helpful for a lot of different situations. I mean, I'm dusty on my knowledge on it. <laughs> do it. You'd be amazing. <laughs> I feel like you're so chill. Your presence is just so... Yeah, I'm never loud and boisterous. <laughs> no, it's just so lovely and calm. Like, there's just something so calming to your presence. You would be a great art therapist. <laughs> something to look into. Okay. I want to see your dolls. <laughs> like, I can't move on to the next I've question. Seen I haven't seen right. this doll. So... This doll I do want to show you. I just made her for a little girl. Last week, she was thrown into a tumble. She's a dancer. At the... I work one night a week at a dance studio doing like secretary work. Kyla was doing dance and I was working there. Anywho, one of the girls there, she unexpectedly last week found out she had a major tumor in her abdomen. So they had to do surgery to remove it. And it was like the size of a newborn child. What? It was massive. They don't know what caused it. So they're still waiting on results from that. But ever since I started making the dolls, she loves them. She's so she's still in the hospital right now, but she was supposed to get it today. So I'm like, I'm hoping she just loves her and helps a little bit. So oh I'm just like gosh. been praying over her and her family. I can't even imagine what they're going through right uh -oh. now. That's I, so sweet. <laughs> it's just my time. I mean, I'm like, but she loves them. And if it's one small thing I can do to bring a smile to her face. Like, I can't even imagine a young child having to go through that fear just of like not knowing what it's, you know, yeah. causing it. Oh, so speaking of letting your light shine, which you are, yeah, with your creativity and your just your generosity and your <laughs> kindness to have compassion on someone who's going through a hard time and bringing joy and light and love with your creativity. Art is such an amazing thing. And that's interesting that you talk about art therapy because you can use art to heal. I remember doing some of the things in classes and you'd be like, this is ridiculous. You're listening to music and you just like, draw what you feel. And you're like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but then once sure. you go back and reflect on what you've done, or if you do it on your own time instead of a big old class setting, but you're like, no, oh, this has some benefit to it. <laughs> Maybe I should start drawing instead of writing words <laughs> in my <laughs> journal. <laughs> Try it. You never know. See what happens. <laughs> Nothing to lose. You have some charcoal. You can just burn it like you do with everything else. <laughs> Crash it all on there and then burn it up. <laughs> so talk to us more about how you're letting your light shine in the season. So you're in the thick of motherhood. I mean, oh, you yeah. have a three-year-old, almost four-year-old, and entering into the teenage years. I just want their foundation to be in God. So I'm trying to like instill that with what we do and how we go about into this world. Because <laughs> I never want to push anything on them. Like, I don't want to be like, you have to do this. You have to believe that because that's, that's not how, that's not how God works. <laughs> so I just, I mean, we pray, we come to church, we do good. I mean, we just try to shine. Lead Jesus' love. That's what I try to do for them. Yeah. Tell us some practical ways you do that with your kids. Because I know some parents, they have their faith. I know that there there are times where I have talked about my faith, like especially with Kyla and how she's she's getting to that age where she's questioning things, she's learning things and all that fun stuff. Even the birds and the bees talk. <laughs> the dreaded parental talk you ever want to have with your kids. <laughs> I had a pamphlet. <laughs> like a stack an inch thick and I'm like okay Kyla we're just gonna do this and like the whole time we were it was a faith-based one 
I'm like, we're just going to do this page and we're going to do this page. And But I would bring in our faith and why we, you know, want to do the things we do or not do the things that, you know, the society tells us to do. So that's one way that I've brought, like, talking about faith with my kids. How did that go? It went well. I mean, it was awkward, of course, because you're talking about things you don't ever want to talk about with your kids. But because it was faith-based and we just kept bringing God back into it, you know, it got us through it. <laughs> and and I feel like she felt relieved. She goes, I didn't want to do that. I don't ever want to do that again. But I'm glad we did it. <laughs> she goes, it's the one and done conversation. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's that as, as an example. And of course, we always pray with our kiddos, like if the little one has a nightmare or something, or he, he's like, I can't sleep or something, I'll just come over and I'll just pray over him. So he hears that it's not just a dinner prayer in the everyday life doing things. God's part of everything. It's not just here's on Sunday. God is great. God is good. And we thank him for the food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. faith. <laughs> the prayer's everywhere. It's mm-hmm. great. I guess that's how I bring my faith in with my children. Just a couple examples. <laughs> When Hope was on here, she talked about sometimes how it gets lonely being at home by yourself all day with just children and her <laughs> kids were younger. But do you ever feel that way? I, I mean, yeah, I can. Getting away here for an hour, I'm like, woo <laughs> But, I mean, lonely in the sense that you're like, you're immersed in kid life. <laughs> so you're lonely in that aspect sometimes. It's nice to get out and do things here and there. <laughs> and you're doing such important work. The time that we spend with our kids and can instill in them our faith and pass that on to them and mm-hmm. just be there to love them and create with them. They're very blessed to have you as mom. <laughs> well, thanks. I was listening to this interview that Chris Vallotton and John Eldridge were having together and they were talking about fatherhood. But I think what's interesting is I feel like you could use the same concept with motherhood too. Chris was asking John Eldridge the question, how do you know How do you know if your kids feel like you are a good mom or a good dad? Like, how Hmm. do you know? John said, well, that's the simplest question to answer. (laughs) And I was thinking, really? (laughs) He said, here's what you do. You go up to your child and you ask them, do you like being with me? Do you like when we spend time together? Do you enjoy it? And if your child says, yes, I love being with you, or I enjoy it, or, you know, we usually have a good time. He said, you're doing okay. You're you're doing great. (laughs) And he said, you know, if your child responds, well, sometimes, but I don't like this part. I don't like when you raise your voice or most of the time it's fun, except when this happens. And he was just saying, you don't respond angrily. You just listen to what they have to say. He said, usually your kids will be really honest with you. But I feel like all of your, all of your kids will be like, uh, yeah, she's <laughs> the best and I want to be with her all the time. <laughs> but it's just like, don't make it harder than it is. Your children enjoy your life and presence with them. In your years with children, or you're dating years with Tom, or even in childhood, do you have any supernatural stories or ways that you experience God? I wouldn't say I've had any supernatural instances then, like in that area, and then that like come to like mind. Like there's certain like things where I'd be driving and I'm like, here voice, stay back. And like, I knew that it was God speaking to me and saved me from a crash that I almost all happened in front of me. Wait, that happened? Yeah. I was okay back up tell the story (laughs) I was driving to work in the morning and I had little baby Ev in the back seat 
there was a big semi in front of me and he, he was, I could tell he was starting to like swerve a little bit. He had gotten over, I was in the right lane and he, no, left lane, he was in the right lane. And I was, you know, getting ready to like in that passing zone. And I heard, I don't like hear like a voice, but you, it's like still small voice. Something that tells you just, you just know it as God. And I'm like, yeah. stay back. And I'm like, okay. And I just let off the gas and like five seconds later, he swerves over into the right lane, goes into the side part, and he swerves back over. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that could have been me over there. So that was definitely one where it was very prompt and a, <laughs> you could see it. Yeah. But um, one that comes to mind doesn't have to do with my kids or like growing up. But I told you recently about my, I've been having this falling out sorts with my dad this past year over political and health views and things like that and he kind of just shut me out and so this past year has been a lot of reflection and just praying on that situation and just putting it all into God's hands every time in the, I'm in the car I would sing a song for my dad and I would never sing on the stage but I'll sing in my car <laughs> and I would just sing a few songs over and over one of them was God's in the, you know in the waiting one morning we were in, we were doing worship service and my dad was heavy on my heart that morning and I was just like, God, I know you're in the waiting. And I just kept saying that over and over in my mind. And the next song we sang, God's in the waiting, he's in the waiting. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I hear you. And then immediately following that song, we sang Amazing Grace, which is not one of our normal like OG song. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. And Greg happened to be playing the harmonica that morning with that song. That touches a chord with me because my dad plays the harmonica, has my whole life, and he's good, <laughs> like really good. He was in a band playing bluegrass and all that kind of stuff, but I got to hear him play Amazing Grace at his mom's funeral. And because he's not a religious man, to hear that song played by him on the harmonica was beautiful. And so to hear that song right after he's in the waiting, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, okay, God, I hear you. <laughs> yes. Like, I can feel your hands in this situation, and I know that whatever happens, he's going to be involved, and he's got this. <laughs> so that's still being worked out. That's so good. Uh-huh. Like, I hold on to that, like, dearly. <laughs> it was humbling and beautiful. I mean, it was just... Like, those little moments mm -hmm. are wild. They are. They're so wild when something hits you that wouldn't hit anyone else <laughs> in such a profound way, and you know... Yeah. That God knows exactly what's happening in your life and your moments and your relationships. Mm -hmm. You just feel very known. Like, yes. God, you see me. Yes. Right? Like, you see me. And it's easy to just trust, you know, and know that you're loved. Right? <laughs> and he shows you those little glimpses and moments just show you that. So our job is to hang on to those mm -hmm. moments or that memory of like, God, I know you saw me. And even when, you know, we sing that song, even when it doesn't seem, how, how do those words go? Even when I don't feel it, you're working. Mm -hmm. Even when I don't see, see it, it, you're working. You never, never stop. stop you never stop working. We can trust, hang on to those moments. Mm -hmm. And when we can't figure it out or it doesn't look like something's happened, just really knowing that we can trust him. That's just so beautiful that he saw you and he knew that that's what you needed to hear. That's amazing. I'm like slow tonight. <laughs> Maybe it's that truck Don't through the cold. That in either. <laughs> Let me in. <laughs> that was so creepy. It was. Well, I was hoping was you would know so it was me. I knew 
it was you, but there was a part of me that's like, that is not her. <laughs> the, ra- the rational, the reasonable part of me is like, oh my gosh, she had to walk around. And then the other part of me is like, there is a dude at that door. That's never what's going to happen. In your back of your head, you're like, well, we're about to get murdered. I've been watching heck- true crime. Yeah. It could have been you. Well, I was like, how long are they going to wait before they realize (laughs) I'm not coming back? (laughs) Standing out in the cold. (laughs) Long enough to have to lose a toe. (laughs) Lost her toes that night. (laughs) Well, Caitlin, we really appreciate you coming in and sharing your story and your art and your creativity and your love for your kids with us. It's so inspiring to hear people that you know sometimes it it can feel like people just complain all the time about their kids and so when you hear somebody who's like I love my kids because we all love our kids but like you want to be with them and you want to pour into them that's so refreshing and it's contagious because sometimes people can be complainers none of our listeners of course but oh no So we appreciate your time and it was great to get to know you better. Yeah, Yeah, it was good to be here. Make sure you tune in next week for another special guest. Bye. Bye.